And then, when they get into young adulthood, they start remembering stuff that never happened. Because they think they know everything. At this stage in the game, we're about nine years old. I don't know if you can rightly say that we're even at the stage right now where, where we can do anything on our own. Nine years old. I was thinking about that number nine and what it represented. Because there are so many numbers that are represented in the Bible. And I was wondering where nine fell. And as I was looking at that particular number, it referred to the last whole number, complete number, before double digits. It is the greatest single number. It is also the number in which is attributed to the development of an egg in the fetus to produce the life of a baby. Nine months. And as God was speaking to me, He shared with me again why I shouldn't get ready to rejoice. Because nine shares with me that He's just finished with stage one. Nine years we've had to grow and to become accustomed to one another. Nine years we've had to learn one another in our thoughts and our weaknesses. Nine years we've had to trip over one another and, and, and complain about some mistakes, Minister Carter, that each of us might have made. In nine years we have learned how to accept each other as family members. Nine years God says I have brought you from a very seed to the stage where now you're able to walk. We can't even begin to run yet because he had not shown us where to run to. Nine years is quite an accomplishment for ministry as some would have it. But God showed me that we've still got a ways to go. We're still in somebody else's building. We are still relying on somebody else to turn the lock on the door. It all belongs to God, but God says, before I put you where I want you, there are some things that I need to instruct you in, train you in, give you some wisdom and understanding in. But the most important thing, Alvin, he says, is I don't want you to get caught up in what I'm going to to do. As a church, a body of baptized believers, where I want you to focus at is on these things. 
He says to us in Philippians 3, first of all, but whatever things were gained to me, those I count loss for Christ. Whatever education, whatever knowledge, whatever, whatever material possessions, whatever things that we have been able to accomplish as a church family, the first thing, Alan, I want you to do is I want you to count those things as lost because that's not going to get you where I want you to be. Those were a part of the journey, but they were good for the time in which they existed. I don't want you to focus so much on what has happened rather than what will happen. He begins to say in verse number 9, and after you have experienced some of the things that Christ dealt with. You will understand why these things are not important. Why the garage wasn't important. Why independence, Bethel, and Avalon Road, why they're not important now. Because you've not yet begun to suffer. You know, a mother and a father takes care of their child. The law says all the way to their 18 years old. And if they're in school, you take care of them even farther than that. And we're about halfway there, so God says you still are in my house. I'm glad about that. How about you all? So he's still taking care of us. Yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. In other words, God says to us, the only thing that I won't walk in my faith to focus on right now is the fact that you know who your Redeemer is. If nine years have done anything for you, what I want to be evident is what God through Jesus Christ has manifested in your life. And it has nothing to do with material things. It has everything to do with who Christ Jesus is and what He has done for us. He didn't come celebrating after 30 years of being alive and setting the example even as a child. He did not come to His ministry celebrating. He came to his ministry in suffering. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not telling you that we're not going to have some good times. But I'm telling you that this ministry is built on the character of Christ Jesus suffering. And the one thing that he really wants from you and me is to understand the power of Jesus Christ in his suffering. The buildings will come. Not just one building. The people will come. Prestige and all of the things that, 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 that we seek after in this life will come. God says, I'm preparing you now 
folk that are going to put stumbling blocks in the road on our way to our mission. Accomplishment. It's not going to be easy. And I don't want us to start celebrating now because the, it, it's just getting hot. You haven't done anything until you've allowed God to use you to build something. I'm just going to go back a little bit with Donna and I and so many of you all as we set out to build things. Several of you all can relate because you build businesses and, and, and you are now standing up in the community providing service. And that wasn't easy. It was many times that your good was evil spoken of. It was many times that the devil came to cut your feet from underneath you. And all the while, all you wanted to do was bless the Lord. Denying his body. 
share with you, there are some things that we got to begin to deny. Amen. The first thing is we got to deny ourselves. We got to deny what it is that we want. Yeah, we put before God that we want this building. Yes, that's a good thing, but is that what we truly desire? What I truly desire is to have a closer walk. What I truly desire is to know Christ in the walk that he made. And his walk wasn't an easy walk. Because after those 40 days and 40 nights of nobody bothering with him, amen, then the devil came. Hallelujah, somebody. I don't know about you, but there's a part of me 
and unwillingness to commit. I need you to lay those things down in the spirit of Christ and ask God to be a will. Yes, sir. He says, I'll be a leading post for you. He says, I'll be a fence on every side of you. He says, I'll be your weakness on your strength in time of your weakness. I need you to understand that God wants us to die before we go forward. Nine years is the last single number before we get to one zero. And one zero represents a completion in God's work from one to nine. God is going to complete us as a body of baptized believers, but we've got to let some things die. Yes, sir. Right. And I'm excited about this day. Because I get a chance to lay out in that. Yeah. I get a chance to say, Lord, I understand you now. That when I was old in my mind, Doing the things of the world. It was you who came and resurrected me by the blood of the Lamb. It was you, Lord, who brought me into fellowship with you and called me your own and allowed me to see that all of those things that I thought were good for me, all of the people that I did all of my partying with, all of the things that I thought was going to get me over, Lord, you began to show me that those were going to be my stages of suffering. And now, Lord, that you have made me conformable to Jesus Christ. In other words, the world is my enemy. Yes, sir. And now I have become of the mindset that everything down here is temporal. Yes, sir. And I don't need to put my mind in bricks and mortar, but I need to put my mind in the death so that I can rise again. Yes, sir. Father, I thank you for that. I thank you, Father, that not only with me dying do I get to my objective, but now that my objective is clear, my objective is to run after you. The songwriter says I'm pressing on the other way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, keep my feet on solid ground. I'm pressing on today because I understand that it's not Sam Duell and Rice Road that's my objective. I'm pressing on today knowing that it's not the praise team or the people that's my objective. I'm pressing on today knowing that Matthews, North Carolina, is not my objective. I'm pressing on because I know that Jeffrey's cross is my objective. Yes, sir. Crosses my objective because that's where Jesus laid his life down. That's where Jesus says, Lord, I'm ready to give everything up. That's where I'm ready, Lord, that whatever is in the way, Lord, of me being with you, I'm ready to give it up. Jesus took on the sins of the world and said to his father, Father, why has thou forsaken me? And the Lord, as it were, turned his back on Jesus. Because of the sins of the world. Today, I turn my back on the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm no longer hooked to it. Yes, sir. I'm no longer bound to it. Yeah. I'm no longer bound to what it holds. But I set my affairs in heavenly 
place. Yes, sir. I got my mind on heaven now. And then finally, when I look to what we talked about in Sunday school this morning, I begin to understand a little bit clearer of where I'm going. I begin to understand that my hope is not on this place. I understand this morning that my hope is in heaven. I understand this morning that although I talk about working my faith a lot, although I put my hand in your hands and, and we press toward the prize of the mark of the higher calling, and we think that we are getting to that walk down here. I got my hand in somebody else's hand. I've got a hope today that's not going to get me from here to there with any type of tangible, physical thing. But my hope is in a spiritual realm. My hope now is centered in Jesus Christ. My hope is built on His love and His righteousness. I understand that no matter how much that I try to present myself to you to make you believe that I am a child of God, it don't matter anymore because I can't be righteous in your sight. Same Jesus Christ and His righteousness. I've made up my mind that I'm going to start tuning my heart and letting God be God alone. I've made up my mind that whatever route He leads me on, that's the route I'm going to take. Not only But I'm going to be more focused on Christ. I made my mind up today that God has paid an incredible price for me. That God has laid His life down for me. And I made up my mind that I'm going to lay my life down for you. And in the process, it means me laying my life down for you. So today, on this night here, I can commit to you that wherever there's growth, Christ has been the reason for it. Wherever there's weakness, it's because we've been in the way. Wherever there's commitment, it's because Christ has tied us into the body of baptized believers. But wherever there's still stagnation, wherever there's still doubt, that means that I'm in the way. Wherever there is hope, I've made up my mind. It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with God. Because He is my hope, not only for today, but for tomorrow. And wherever there is doubt, then I know that's me in the way. So today, walk in my faith as I submit to you. Now is the time for us to understand who Christ Jesus really is. It's time for us to stand to our feet and be able 